Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. So I'm excited about tonight uh, because we are starting a new Wednesday night series, guys. So I'm excited uh, to have it. That's when you get, clap your hands right now because I've been trying. I've had this series on my heart for the last uh, few weeks, but now God has given us the uh, really permission to start it. So we're going to pick up in James chapter 1, verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. Context of this uh, scripture is that James is the half-brother of Jesus and um, so I know a lot of people feel like we have to live up to our siblings. Imagine trying to live up to Jesus, right? It's almost impossible. But he's the half-brother of Jesus, and uh, he is right now writing this letter to Jewish converts um, who, uh, you know, grew up um, following after uh, the, you know, uh, Judaism. And, but now they have become disciples of Jesus, and he is uh, specifically writing a letter to them because when you were a Jew and you decided um, back in those times to then follow after Jesus, it wasn't a decision to make lightly uh, because not only would you change a few things about your life, but that would turn your life upside down. Like if you were a Jew and then you followed after Jesus, uh, you would expect to lose your job. Uh, you would expect to be excluded from your family. You would expect to uh, really be uh, persecuted in the street. So it wasn't an easy thing uh, for these Jewish converts to follow after Jesus. And so this is James, the half-brother of Jesus, encouraging these Jewish converts um, to keep up their faith. And this is what he has to say in uh, chapter 1, verse 2, where he says, My brethren, he said, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Everybody say patience. Produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, this is the series scripture that we're going to be talking about for a little bit for the next few weeks. And this is the this is the series title, if you will. We're going to get into kind of like the title of tonight's talk. But the series overall title is this is making patience popular again, making patience popular again. With that being said, y'all can be seated. Y'all can be seated. And let's pray over this service. Father, we thank you uh, for bringing us together for a night like this. We thank you, God, that we are here to bring glory to your name, the name above all names. So, Jesus, have your way tonight, God. Uh, we thank you for open minds and soft hearts. We thank you for miracle signs and wonder taking place. We thank you, Father, that we are here to experience more of your presence. So, Father, have your way tonight. Have your way tonight, God. Let your will be done. And Father, we thank you that we're going to see lives be transformed. We're going to see salvations. We're going to see the miraculous take place tonight. Because when we're in the presence of the Almighty, things have to change and things have to get better. So we love you, Jesus. And everybody says, amen. Amen. Come on, give Jesus one more hand clap of praise as we get into it tonight. So eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Two, one. What that is right there, eight seconds is the average attention span of the average person. Eight seconds. So what I just did just now, if that lost your attention, don't raise your hand because it probably was you. You're probably like, what is this guy doing? But that's the average attention span is eight seconds. It's actually, we actually now have a shorter attention span uh, than a goldfish. Okay. 
Um, and so really what that means is that if I don't or if somebody doesn't say something that piques your interest within a matter of seconds, if it doesn't happen, then you're already thinking about something else. You're already on to the next thing. Like if, if within eight seconds, if your um, interest isn't uh, piqued, then you're on to the next thing. And see, we have become really happening in this society is that we have become so ingrained and um, entertained by instant gratification. Like we're so used to getting what we want when we want it, right? Like we're so used to Amazon Prime. Uh, we're so used to point and click, fast food, microwaves, right? Like if we want something, it's going to happen now. It's going to happen quick. And it's going to happen uh, when we want it. We have become so ingrained with instant gratification that there are times in life where like really like when we don't get what we want we don't know how to act like it's almost kind of weird to like ask for something or want something and not get it when you want it right like now like in the society we live in like i was at the curbside at chick-fil-a and it was taking like a little longer than usual. And I was like, okay, I'm about to call the manager. Like, so I need like, what is going on? Like, I'm hungry. And I checked my watch and it hasn't even been five minutes. And then I realized, okay, maybe I have a problem because I'm so used to getting what I want when I want it that I don't know how to act when I don't get it. I don't know how to act when somebody says this word that we're going to talk about, which is patience. Like, I, I, I don't know how to act about that and as a society we can all kind of relate to that because what hurts us is that we try to apply the same instant gratification lifestyle uh to our walk with god we then try and what hurts us is we apply that uh instant gratification of getting what we want when we want it to the promises and purpose of god in our life and then we get confused when god promises us something or when we have a purpose on our heart, and when it doesn't happen, we, when we want it, we think something's wrong. We say, God, what's wrong with you, right? Like, what, God, do I need to call your manager? Like, God, what is, what is going on right now? Because I want what I want when I want it, because that is what we're used to as a society. Because patience isn't popular anymore. You're not going to go on a commercial. You're not, they're not going to try to sell you on, hey, you know what? You want this awesome product? Well, guess what? You can be patient for it, and it's not going to get to your house in two months, right? Like, right, you're going to click off of that because that's not popular. It's not, it's not popular to have patience for something. I was uh, uh, talking to a youth um, a few days ago, and I was talking to them about life. And, you know, they're kind of you know, telling me about their life, and they were so discouraged. Because, you know, not everything was happening how they wanted it to happen. They're like, God, oh, uh, there's so many things I want to do. And he was like, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I'm like, bro, you're 16, all right? Like, have patience, and it's going to happen. Like, it's, 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 it's not popular anymore to think of being patient for something. The, the kind of uh, society we live in, patience isn't popular. Do y'all, do y'all hear what I'm saying tonight? Like, it's not a popular subject to talk about. It's not a popular thing to kind to uh, exercise in your life. It's patience. See, back before, you know, uh, maybe even 20 years ago or, you know, 30 years ago, if somebody was having a, uh, a problem or discouragement, by you telling them just to have patience before this, that would almost encourage their faith, Right? They're like, oh, okay, I just need to be patient. But nowadays, if I tell somebody to be patient, it kind of offends them. 
Nowadays, I'm like, hey, hey, bro, just be patient. He's like, what? Like, what do you mean be patient? You think I'm not ready? You think, like, this isn't going to happen? Like, you think I'm not good enough? Like, grow up. Like, no, like, patience, patience. And I think as a society, we've kind of gotten the wrong idea of patience. Because if there's a uh, reoccurring theme in Scripture, it's patience. If there's a reoccurring theme, if you ever read a passage of Scripture or a Bible story, you'll see that the reoccurring theme is patience. That Abraham, he had to be patient uh, for 25 years before Isaac. That Joseph had to be patient for 15 years before he became second in command. That Moses, he had to be patient for 40 years before God appeared in the burning bush. And even Jesus, our Lord and Savior, had to be patient for 30 years before he started his ministry. But for some reason, you and I, we think we don't need to be patient. For some reason, we think that we can get what we want when we want it. And it doesn't matter what God has planned around that, right? We, if we want something, it's our right as, as individuals to go out and get it. And we go over the whole patience step. See, it, it might not be popular. It might not be something that today's society doesn't put on a pedestal of patience. But can I say patience is such... Important, vitally important to everybody's purpose and promise in this room. So much so that if you avoid patience, you're going to avoid your promise. That if you avoid patience, you might even miss out on your purpose because everything revolves around us really being patient enough to believe long enough to get to where God wants us to go. That if we think we can speed past patience, we're going to pass up what God promised us to have. And so that's why we're really taking a closer look at this because not only does our purpose require patience, but your marriage requires patience. Your business requires patience. Your being a parent requires patience. Being a friend requires patience. Everything in life, having patience will be a benefit. So what is patience? But before we get there tonight, let me tell you what patience is not, because we can come to think that patience is, is just sitting down and waiting, right? That patience is sitting on your hands, but patience is not a subconscious activity. Patience is not a set and forget, but patience is, is, is not a passive action. See, patience is not saying, well, God has something for me, and it's in the future, so that means all I have to do is sit on my hands, and it will fall into my lap. That's not patience. So I think the most really perfect picture of patience is the story of Noah. If you know the story of Noah, right, he lived in this world, and God gave him a promise, and he promised him what? He promised, hey, rain is coming. He said, rain is coming, and it's going to flood the earth, and all things will, will pass away. But he promised him rain, but what did Noah do? Did Noah just sit on his hands and say, okay, well, I'll just wait? No, Noah prepared for the rain. Noah didn't just sit around and wait for the rain. He prepared for the rain to come. And so that way, when the rain did come, he was in correct preparation because through patience for the promise of the rain. So patience isn't passive. Matter of fact, patience is proactive. Patience is something that we're saying that not only are we not sitting on the sidelines, patience is saying, I'm ready to jump in and be a part of what God's telling me to do. Patience isn't just saying, hey, I'm going to sit back and watch it happen. Patience is saying, I'm going to be the one that's going to help make it happen. That is what patience is. Patience isn't passive. Patience is proactive. So before we jump into this, uh, I want to give a definition of what patience is. And this is what really 
came to my mind when I thought about patience, that patience isn't waiting for God's promise. Patience is preparing for God's promise. Patience isn't waiting for God's promise. Patience is preparing for God's promise. So patience is not passive. Patience is proactive. Patience is your faith in action. So if y'all ready to start this series, it's going to be about patience. So everybody put your seatbelts on and try to keep that eight-second clock in your head a little longer and have some patience with me because I guarantee you if you catch this message, if you catch this series, a lot of things in your life that you seem as frustration is actually just a season for you to build your faith. But because we lack the patience, we think we have problems in this world. And really, God is preparing us for some things. So let's implore for tonight. And so that's just what the series is called, is Making Patience Popular Again. Um, really, that just came to my mind, because if there's one thing that I have learned in my life, is that there are things that are worth waiting for, and patience is, is really a way for us to get to the promises of God. And so we're going to start this series. That was the intro for the series. But we're going to start um, part one of tonight in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And as y'all are turning there, um, I'll give a little context of what this is. Is that Jesus, um, this is now 40 days after Calvary. Um, and he has spent the last 40 days after the resurrection. And he has been talking to his disciples. And he has been... Uh, this teaching and preaching to them, and he is about to ascend into heaven, and then he gives, uh, and he, he's given him the great commission, he's about to ascend into heaven, this is where we jump in, into verse 4, and the kind of the title, or the subtitle for tonight, is, is what I'm calling, what every promise requires, what every promise requires, uh, but this is what it says in verse 4, it says this, Jesus talking, or Jesus telling him, said, and being assembled together with them, he com- commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. Everybody say wait for the promise. Now, everybody say promise. Jesus looked at him and said, wait for the promise of the Father. See, Jesus has given them the, the great commission. He's told them, hey, go out into the world and make disciples. Go out into the world and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's told them all those things. But he said, before you go out and do all those things, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. Now, what is the promise of the Father? We all know that the promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit. And there's anybody in this room who doesn't know, let me tell you, if you call upon the name of Jesus and if you're a believer in his name, the Holy Spirit is for you. Now, we don't believe here at Riverside Church that the Holy Spirit was just meant for the 12 apostles or the early church. We believe here at Riverside Church that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so what he did in the book of Acts is continuing to today. Does anybody agree with me tonight? So if you believe in the name of Jesus and the gift of the promise of the Father, it is for you. And I believe that everybody who calls upon his name gets to walk in what we call the fruit of the Spirit. See, we believe that that is for everybody, not just for the 12 apostles. So Jesus told them, he said, but to receive this promise, he said, you got to wait. You got to wait 
in Jerusalem. See, a lot of times when we hear the word wait, we hear the word wasted, right? We hear, hear the word, um, we're just burying time. We're, we're just wasting time. We're just doing things that are not going to be any benefit to me. But if there's ever been a time that God has told you to wait in your life, can I say that's not a wasted season? Then when God tells you to wait, that means that there's something great on the way. See, when God says, hey, there's something great on the way, he's always going to say, now just prepare yourself and wait because it's on the way. That means that God has something better, bigger, and greater for you that's on the way. So if God's ever told you to be patient or to wait, you need to get excited because that means something awesome is on the way. But here's point one for tonight is that every promise requires patience. Every promise requires patient. Every promise, every venture, every purpose, every good thing under this or under heaven, it will require patience. It will require patience. It will require us putting down our will and picking up the will of God. It will require us saying no to our timing, but yes to God's timing. It will require patience. Anything good requires patience. If there's something that I've learned is that when things come quickly, they leave quickly. If there's anything I've learned, if that something comes easily, then it leaves easily. But when I've had to go through some patience and perseverance to achieve a purpose and a promise, it's something that sticks around for life. It's something that is fruitful. It's something that I know that only came by the goodness of God because I had to be patient for what he has given me. See, every promise requires patience. But what happens is sometimes we don't want to be patient for the promise. I know I've been there. I'm sure we all have. God told us something like, um, you know, God, I know you have a spouse for me. Um, but uh, this promise, you might have be with the right person. But if you're with the right person at the wrong time, that makes that the wrong person. Because there's been so many people, especially young adults, young adults don't you know, look away. But when they would say, ah, this is the right one for me. This is, this, this is the one that God has called me to be with. But I'm saying, but look, if it's in the wrong timing, even if it's the right person, but if it's at the wrong time, then it's the wrong person. Because there has to be a time, and that's why I say, just be patient. Grow a little bit more. Grow in your relationship with God. Grow closer together. You don't have to rush things. Be patient. Because what happens if we try to skip over patience on our way to the promise, that's when promises gets painful. That's when we say, God, I thought you promised me this. God, I thought you gave me this business. God, I thought you gave me this relationship. God, I thought you, I was supposed to be called out to be a missionary, whatever it is. But if you weren't patient for it, it's going to seem really painful on your way there. Because you're going to say, be so frustrated because you're out of the timing and out of the season and out of the grace that God wants you to be because we don't want to be patient for it. But see, if we are just patient and we just trust God, this is what I want to encourage you all tonight. If you are just patient and trust God, every promise and purpose that he's put on your life will come to pass. Amen? It will come to pass. And we continue with scripture in verse 4. And he said, and Jesus said what he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. What comes to mind right when he says that is even John the Baptist said, he says, indeed, I baptize you with water, but one comes who's I'm not even worthy to strap their sandals, right? I'm not even worthy uh, to, to put their sandals on their feet because when he comes and his name is Jesus, when he comes, he's going to baptize you in the spirit and in fire. And that's the type of Jesus. That's the type of God 
that we serve. And in verse 6, it said, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know. Everybody say no. He said, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. See, the disciples are talking with Jesus, and they're saying, okay, that's cool. You want me to wait, Jesus? Hey, I'm fine waiting. Just tell me how long I need to wait, right? Like, hey, I'm fine having patience. Like, patience is cool with me, but tell me how long I need to be patient for, right? Like, God, I'm fine, like, doing this. Like, I'm fine waiting on my spouse. I'm fine waiting to start that business. But tell me how long to wait, God. That would make patience a whole lot easier, right? If you knew the exact timing of everything and how long you had to be patient, how long you had to be single, how long you had to have that job, whatever it is. If you just knew the timing, it make things a lot more easier. You're saying, God, if you know, tell me, because if I have to be patient for, you know, a year, you no, know, six months, you know, do I have to be patient with my friend who is always being, you know, uh, jealous or unkind? Do I need to be patient with them for, you know, another month? Like, how long until you change your heart? Like, God, how long do I need to be patient? Because I believe we all have the same question in our mind is, God, is, is your promise, is it worth the wait? Is God, is your purpose, is it worth the wait? Because if I got to wait like five years, I don't know if it's worth the wait. Like if I got to wait like a long time, like I don't know if it's going to be worth the wait. And so we try to tell ourselves, God, like how long, like how the disciples asked Jesus, God, how long do I need to wait? How long do I need to be patient for? Put a number on it and I can do it, but tell me how long I need to wait. But can I tell you this, that God's promises, they're always worth the wait. That there's nothing better than being in the perfect will of God. It doesn't matter how fast or how quick you think you can go other places. But when you are in the perfect will of God and you see the goodness and the fruit, you see the joy and the peace, there's nothing that gets better than that. God's promises are always worth the wait. Amen? And so we're saying, tell me how long do I need to wait? To point two for tonight. Is that patience is trusting the process without knowing the timing. Patience is trusting the process without knowing the timing. Patience is saying, God, I don't know when I'm going to be healed, but I trust you that I am going to be healed. And I'm not going to stop praying, and I'm not going to stop believing. That's patience. Patience is saying, I don't know when my son or daughter is going to come back to God. But I'm not going to stop reaching out. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop believing. That's having patience. Patience is saying, God, I don't know the timeline. I don't know when. But that's your job. My job is just to be patient. My job is just to believe. My job is just to say, my God is greater. My God is good. And I trust him. That's my job is patience. God's job is the timing. Because I believe this also. If you really knew the timing of everything, I don't think we would be patient. Like, if you really knew the timing, like, imagine if Jesus would have answered the disciples' question, and they said, well, Jesus, when are you going to come back, right? Because that was the question, like, how long do we need to wait? You're about to ascend into heaven. When are you going to come back? What if Jesus was like, oh, it's going to be like 2,000 plus years until, you know, like, we don't, like, that, I'm sure Peter would have been like, okay, I'm out. Like, 2,000 plus, like, like you know, not even my great, 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 grandchildren are even going to know, like, I'm, I'm out of this. See, if God tells you the timeline, I don't think we would have the patience for it. 
If God said, oh, this might be a 10-year thing, this might be a 5-year thing, God might even say, hey, this might be your great-grandchildren thing, but it depended on your patience to have it, for them to have the fruit of the promises to see it. I believe if we knew the timeline, we wouldn't have the patience for it. But see, God knows that too. And he says, look, you don't have to worry about how or when. Just be patient. Just continue to trust. Trust the process. You don't have to know the timing. Just have patience and just know that your promise is on the way. When will it get here? Nobody knows but God. But patience is saying it will get here one day. It might not be this life or the next or my children, whatever it's going to be. But I'm not going to stop having patience for the promises of God. See, when we have faith that says that, when we say, God, I trust you in spite of the timing, I trust you, God, even when I don't know when, that's when we have patience to continue on and persevere because we know no matter what happens, I'm going to have the patience for it. And so it all comes into accumulation in Acts chapter 1. But in Acts chapter 2 comes, and I thought it was really uh confirming to me that pastor caleb actually talked about acts chapter 2 when he did the welcome but in acts chapter 2 comes and we know that this is when the promise comes acts chapter 2 represents when jesus said hey wait in jerusalem acts chapter 2 is when the promise arrives and that's where we're going to pick up in acts chapter 2 verse 1 the 120 have been waiting in the upper room and in verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they are all with one accord in one place. Everybody say, one accord in one place. One accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Come on, give Jesus a shout of praise for his Holy Spirit falling on all flesh. But it was on the day of Pentecost, right? 50 days after Calvary, 50 days after the Passover is when the promise came, is when the promise of the Holy Spirit came. And we just talked about how, you know, we really don't know how the timing of God works and we don't understand it. So you don't understand the timing of God until you're on the other side of the promise, right? And you realize, wow, that's why he did that. And that's why he did that. And that's why he did this, right? That happens to us. I know me all the time. But see, when you say, God, why did the promise of the Holy Spirit, why did you pick uh, Pentecost? Pentecost to pour out uh, the spirit. We see that Pentecost in, in the Old Testament, um, that was the celebration really of the law. It was a celebration of when the Ten Commandments was given uh, to Israel. And so they would actually call Pentecost the festival of the joy of the law. They would talk about how much the law has done for them and how much it's protected Israel. And they would have a big feast about it. But see, why God did this and his timing is perfect because he said, I'm going to pick the time that represented the old covenant, the old testament, the old law to insert the new covenant, which is the Holy Spirit who will dwell upon all flesh. And he said, I will pick this time of Pentecost to do it because that will be a really declaration to all mankind that if you call upon the name of Jesus, you can receive the promise of the father. See, that is why he had the perfect timing. That's why we can't question the timing of God, because he had a reason of why he waited until Pentecost. See, when he told the disciples waiting in Jerusalem, they didn't know how long. They didn't know how long it would be, but they were patient. They were patient, and they waited for the promise. And because of that, it says they were in one accord 
and in one place when the Holy Spirit came. I believe that is what patience does for us. Patience puts us in the right place at the right time. Patience is what gets us aligned and positioned for when the promise comes. You see, if those 120 in the upper room were out of position, let's say they got tired of waiting. Let's say they got tired of praying. Let's say they got tired and say, hey, the, the festival, the Pentecost is about to happen. There's about to be a feast. Hey, everybody, let's get out of here and let's eat. Imagine if they were impatient, they would have been out of position and out of place. And I don't know how many would have remained, but all that 120 would not have received the promise of the Father. But because they had patience... They were in one accord and in one place. Point three for tonight is that patience is what positions us for the promise. Patience is what positions us for the promise. This is why I get excited when I talk about patience, because patience isn't a waste of time. Patience isn't a punishment. Patience isn't something God's saying, well, you're not ready yet, so I'm just going to put. No, patience is God positioning you. Patience is God gracing you. Patience is God saying there's a promise on the way. And if you are just patient for it, you will be in the right place at the right time when it comes down and falls on you like a rushing wind. That is what patience does for us. That's why we got to make it popular again, because we live in a society that says you don't need to be patient for nothing. You want something? Go get it. You want a spouse? You know, go on a dating app. You'll find them tomorrow, right? You know, you want something? Go out and get it. And there's no such thing as patience anymore. And then we wonder why we're out of position for everything. Then we wonder why we, we don't feel correct in the right place at the right time. Then we wonder why, God, why do things feel out of whack? It's because we're being too impatient because we're not employing what God told us to employ, which is running the fruit of the Spirit, is that we have to have patience. We have to have patience. But here's my encouragement for tonight. Is that if we just keep up the good fight, if we don't give in to the temptation, because what the enemy will try to tell you is that God's promises is not worth the wait. He will try to tell you that your purpose is not worth the wait. He will try to tell you, hey, look, speed up the process. This, you know, cut some corners. You know, you don't have to really follow after God how he says to follow. You know what this, this, you know, do a couple of things and make it happen quicker. And what we know is that all that does is get us out of position for the promise. But God says, have patience. God says, hey, rely on me. God says, hey, even when things look out of whack, even when things don't seem like they're lining up with your timing, have patience anyways. Trust that I know what I'm doing. Trust that, that promises are on the way. And if you do that, if we keep up the good fight, I'm encouraged to tell everybody tonight that if you employ patience, you will receive the promise. You will receive every purpose, every plan that God has on your life. Come on, stand with to your feet. I want to close tonight. I want to close with this scripture in Ecclesiastes uh, 7 verse 8. Reading out the New Living Translation. This is word of wisdom where it says finishing. Everybody say finishing is better than starting. It said patience is better than pride. Patience is better than pride. See, a lot of times we're good at starting things, but it's tough to finish things, right? You ever been that person who started like 18 different hobbies? And you just have junk lying around everywhere? It's, it's fun to start things, right? It's really fun, but it's so hard to finish. Matter of fact, you need to have patience to finish some things. 
Like, you need to have patience to get good at your craft. You need to have patience to be a good parent. You need to have patience to have a good marriage. Like, you have to have patience to be good at things. See, it's so easy to start, but it's tough to finish. It's so easy to begin something. It's so easy to go on a new venture, but to finish it, to come to the promise and completion, that's when it's tough. We said patience is better than pride. See, pride is built upon, hey, I want what I want now. I want when I want to have it. Pride is all built around us. Pride is built on entitlement. Pride is built on saying, hey, I deserve this, God. God, I deserve it now. I want it now, so give it to me now. That's pride. And pride will never get you to the finish line. Pride will never get you to the promise. Pride will never get you to your purpose. Pride will, you might start some things, but you'll never finish it. See, pride always comes up short. But said, patience is better than pride. Because patience isn't built on entitlement. It's built on endurance. It's built on saying, I'm here for the long haul. I'm here for the, for the ups and the downs. I'm here for the good and the bad. I'm here even when things don't go according to plan. I'm here because I got patience. I'm not built on pride. I'm not built on things going perfect. I'm not built on things going all right. I'm built on patience. I'm employing patience. Even if I got to wait five years, ten years, even whatever it is, I know that God's promise is worth it. I'm built on patience. I want to close with this thought. Is that patience is what fuels us to the finish line. Patience is what fuels us to the finish line. Patience is what will get you to that promise Patience is what will get us to our purpose. Patience is what will get you through uh, the the starting of your business. Patience is what will get you to uh, a better marriage. Patience is what will get you to having a, a, a better work ethic. That is what will get you is having patience. Having patience. Because the world is always opposite. The world is, is, is fighting against this idea that you can be patient. It's fighting against this idea of, of waiting on God and being trusting in His process. See, the, the world and society is fighting against those ways. But as the church, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to be the ones to say, I'm willing to be patient. I'm willing to say, I'm going to trust God's timing. I'm willing to say I'm not going to give up just because something went wrong. I'm not going to step back just because it hasn't happened in five minutes. No, I want to employ patience. And when you come with that mindset, mindset as you enter a promise, even when the enemy tries to discourage you, ready to come in, hey, I know I got to be patient for this promise. Because the enemy will try to tell you that God's promises is like, you know, a fast food, right? Drive in, get it, and you'll be on your way. But you have to go in, no, I have to have patience for this promise. There's going to be some ups and downs in this promise. There's going to be some things that aren't going to go according to plan. But I already know that I'm going to have the patience for it. I already know that I'm going to have the perseverance for it. And because of that, I'm going to get to God has taken me. We head bowed, eyes closed. What I want to pray tonight is, God, give us patience for the purpose and the promise you have placed on us. God, give us patience for... Uh, Maybe our husband or wife that we're getting frustrated with. God, give us patience, God, for maybe that business that we're about to give up on. God, give us patience for that coworker that we're getting stressed out by. God, give us patience tonight. Because we understand that there's no such thing as a promise without patience. That we understand that there's no such thing as being able to step in something great. Being able to step in something good. Being able to step in something that is from your hand. Without employing patience to get there. Because all good things come from you God. And all things that come from you. It's going to take patience to get there Father. 
So God, give us the patience. God, give us the endurance, Father. And there might be people on the sound of my voice that's been saying, I've been patient for years. Well, keep on being patient. You even say, well, God, well, God, I've been waiting for a long time. Well, keep on. Don't give up because you might be just on the uh, brink of your promises. Don't give in to being impatient or getting out of the way of what God tells you to do. Father, give us patience tonight. God, give us a patience in our heart that we know that if we employ this fruit of the Spirit that a lot of us don't want to talk about, but if we employ patience, we will see the promise. We will see the purpose that you have in our life. So as we begin to to sing and as we sing together, as we give God praise, begin to let those burdens uh, of maybe the timing of things, of maybe, God, I don't know when, and you have this weight of the future on your shoulders, just begin to let God lift that weight off your shoulders and say, hey, as long as you're patient, it's going to happen. As long as you trust the timing, it's going to happen. As long as you continue to follow after him, it's going to happen. Let's begin to trust God with the timing. Trust God with the process. Let's begin to have patience for the promise. That's how our promise is going to come to pass. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.